like he says, let's do it. The Gemara says that there are ten days that Hashem has found Hashem is close to every single Jew. And the Torah says, as we read in the Torah yesterday, seek Hashem when he is found, call him when he is close. So the Gemara says that these ten days, Tino Shoshana and Yom Kippur, a time when Hashem is especially found, especially close. But the question is, if you count them, you don't have ten days, Tino Shoshana Yom Kippur. You only have seven days, Tino Shoshana Yom Kippur. So why does it say there's ten days? So the answer is, is that there's an element in Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur that makes it part of the ten days of tshuva. And there's an element of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur that is beyond just being a day of tshuva. So that's why on the one hand we could count them as part of the days of the tshuva because they have a lower element, an element, tshuva element. And you can also talk about them not being part of the ten days of tshuva because they have something in them that's beyond just being a regular day of tshuva. So, just an uh, important point is that the tshuva of these days is with great joy. And as we see in Rosh Hashanah, we don't even say um, any confessionary prayers. So, in Rosh Hashanah, um, there is an element of tshuva, as all the ten days of tshuva have an element of tshuva. But since is also something higher, so the the fact that it's one of the ten days of tshuva is sort of like a candle that's lit in front of the sun, as the Gemara says, Shaga Mayahani, who cares about a candle yet when the sun is shining? So the the fact that it's one of the ten days of tshuva is not noticed, it's not felt. And therefore um the the things that are done um from the, if we would only have the the lower element of tshuva on Rosh Hashanah, then we would say confessionary prayers in Rosh Hashanah. But since Rosh Hashanah has a higher element, has something deeper, therefore, the, um, the the lower element that's there also it's present, but it's not noticed because it's a, like a light, like a, like a candle in the face of the sun. So therefore, we don't say the confessionary prayers. It's it's, it's not noticed. After Shoshana's ends, and we're now between Hashanah and Kippur, then we have the lower element of tshuva. Then we are able to chap, able to realize that this element existed too in the days of Hashanah at, 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 also. It's just that in Hashanah we didn't notice it because we were focusing on the deeper part. But there is certainly on Shoshana itself this element of of the lower level of tshuva, which is part of the, which makes Rosh Hashanah part of the ten days of tshuva. But the question is this: since Rosh Hashanah and Kippur have this loftier level of tshuva, so why do they need to be included as part of the ten days of tshuva? In other words, why do we need a candle? Indeed, the element of it being one of the ten days of tshuva is like a candle in the face of the sun. So why do you need that candle? If we already have the higher element of Shoshana, the higher element of Yom Kippur, so it would seem that um, that there should be ten days, seven days rather, between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, which are days of Tshuva. There's Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which have something in them which is beyond being a day of Tshuva. And uh, 
what's the point of 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 classifying Rosh Hashanah Kippur as part of the ten days of Tshuva as well? What's what? There must be something about being part of the ten days of Tshuva that has value, even vis-a-vis the higher essential element of Rosh Hashanah Kippur. Let me just speak in in more specific terms for a second. Rosh Hashanah is also the coronation day. Today we crown Hashem as king. It's not just a day of tshuva. Today when we begin the relationship with, with Hashem. Today when, when the essence of the Jew turns to the essence of Hashem and makes a bond with Hashem. So to Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is not a day Hashem forgives us merely because of the tshuva that we do on that day. The Gemara brings an argument in Rabbi and Rabban on whether tshuva is even necessary on Yom Kippur. Doesn't Hashem forgive us because it's Yom Kippur, why do you do tshuva? If Hashem forgave us because we do tshuva, He should forgive us any day of the year. We, don't, we, we wouldn't need Yom Kippur. So, and if He forgives us because it's Yom Kippur, then, then do we need to do tshuva? So Rabbanon say, Yom Kippur only works if you do tshuva. And Rabbi says, even if you don't do tshuva, Yom Kippur works. And the Rabbi explains that they're not really arguing. They both agree you have to have um, Yom Kippur to do something that's beyond tshuva, because otherwise you could do it any day of the year. It's really the day itself that causes the atonement. What the tshuva does merely is to allow the light of Yom Kippur to shine inside of us. What is light of Yom Kippur? Light of Yom Kippur is Hashem is our father, we're his children, and that connection as a father to children is revealed in Yom Kippur. Hashem says to us on Yom Kippur, whatever has happened throughout the year can decrease one iota of my love for you, and we feel in Yom Kippur that all we've, that has happened to us can't decrease our bond with Hashem. So therefore Hashem forgives us. So the tshuva that we do is merely to expose the essential bond we have with Hashem. Even the Rabban who say Yom Kippur only works if you do tshuva, they don't disagree that it's something that's beyond tshuva. It's just the tshuva is needed to reveal the essential quality of Yom Kippur. Okay, so... But there is, a, there is something in Rosh Hashanah Kippur that it's, that's beyond just being a day of Shuvah. And the Rebbe's question, and this for bringing that we're learning, is what's the point of the Rosh Hashanah Kippur being classified also as days of Shuvah if they have something higher in them? And the answer is this. The difference between Rosh Hashanah Kippur and the rest of the days of Shuvah is kind of like the difference, kind of like the distinction the Hasidic makes between Iskafia and Ishabcha. Familiar with these terms? Iskafi and Ishafcha. Iskafi means I want to do something which I shouldn't do or I don't want to do something that I should do. And I hard knuckle it. Or someone told me yesterday, someone landed yesterday from uh, Israel and they wanted to know if you have to, you have to finish the fast. And unfortunately, I was the one who had to answer him, yeah, you have to finish the fast. Like, what? <laughs> How can I finish the fast? I just flew in from Israel. I'm so tired. I'm hungry. So he's like, okay, I guess I got to just beast it. Okay, so that's that's what iskafi means. Iskafi means just beast it, just you're gonna just just going to push through and do the right thing. That's iskafi. What's ishabcha? Ishabcha means when there's a transformation, we no longer want to do the things which you shouldn't want. We we want to do the things that you should want. This is a transformation. Could you spell that word? I s h a p c h. Or or maybe e e s. E e s. H A P C H A is Habcha. Versus Eskafia is I S K A F Y A. That's how I would spell it. Eskafia. So, 
hopefully we're not just going to know the spelling. Hopefully we're going to internalize this, this in our in our day, in our life. So skafi means when you subdue your urges. Sabcha means when you transform them. So Rosh Hashanah and Kippur are not mundane days. They're holy days. The service of Hashem, Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, is more in the realm of transformation. The service of Hashem during days of the week, on the other hand, is more in the realm of subduing. Right? Hashem and Kippur, in other words, we're on a higher level, we're on a higher place. So we're more like in the realm of the tzaddikim than we are during the week. Although we're certainly not tzaddikim, Hashem and Kippur, but certainly closer. And therefore our service of Hashem is more in the realm of transformation. And during the days of the week, it's more about subduing. So there's an advantage that is skafia, that subduing has, that surpasses transformation. And when you subdue evil, you're resorting to revealing yourself a deeper connection to Hashem that allows you to overcome your urges. Why do you overcome your urges? It's because of something deeper. It's, it's called, in Hasidus, the higher light that comes from darkness. Because there's a part of you that doesn't want to do the right thing, and you do it anyways, that shows the quality of your connection to Hashem. Yes, it's maybe more uh, exciting and more, more pleasurable to be in a state of where there is no urge to do the wrong thing in the first place. But there's something to be said about subduing what we don't want to do, uh, that subduing the urge to do what we don't want to do. Um, what, am I, what am I saying? Chaim. There's something to be said about the power of subduing the urge that comes from a deeper part of the soul. So that's why Shoshana needs to be classified as one of the ten days of tshuva, because Rosh Hashanah also has, although Rosh Hashanah has a higher element of transformation, Rosh Hashanah also needs the lower element of subduing because there's something greater about subduing than transformation. So Rosh Hashanah has both qualities. It has the ability to give us, to transform the negative within us, and also it has a lower power, which has a higher source. Let me just say it in English. In quality, the kind of bittle, the kind of devotion to Hashem we need to subdue our urges is higher. In quantity, what a, what a, the part of our persona that's more involved um, what is in transformation. In transformation, our heart and our mind is more involved in the service of Hashem. Is it a deeper quality of devotion? No, it's it's a lower um, level of devotion because you don't need to hard knuckle it. You don't need to beast it. It's on the other hand, in quantity. There's more of you that's involved in serving Hashem. Your mind is there, your heart is there. There's, there's more, you're more present in what you're doing. So Rosh Hashanah has both an element of being beyond the tes- 10 days of tshuva. It has this transformational element in it. And it also has this lower element in it, iskafia, subduing, hard-knuckling, and, and there's an advantage in that too, in the, in, its, in the quality of devotion to Hashem. And even after... Um, Rosh Hashanah gives us both of these elements, transformation, the power to subdue. Hey, day after Rosh Hashanah, what happens? It wakes up again, right? It's, it's, it's not like um, we no longer need to subdue our urges after Rosh Hashanah. That element that was in us that we were able to bring down and um, show up to do the right thing on Rosh Hashanah, it wakes up after Rosh Hashanah. So, Although it does wake up, it's easier. It's easier because 
all beginnings, the Gemara says, are hard. You hear the good news and the bad news in that statement? All beginnings are hard? The good news and the bad news is, the good news is, it's just the beginning. The bad news is, well, when you begin, it's going to be hard. So, after Shoshana, it's easier. Especially because, since Rosh Hashanah, we've experienced a little bit of, the, bit of this transformational element. We've experienced a little more of Hashem and Termitz becomes more relatable on Shoshana because we're in this holy environment of this holy day. So it's easier to hard knuckle it once you've been in that, that zone for a while, right? Once, once Rosh Hashanah has given us this, this special bond with Hashanah, we experience Rosh Hashanah, it's easier to hard knuckle it the next day. You follow? So Rosh Hashanah has within it this transformational element it has in it this ability to subdue the wrong things and to push ourselves to the right things, and because all beginnings are only all the beginnings are difficult after Shoshana, it's a little easier to push ourselves to the right things. So practically, we need to know the Rebbe says that now, in these ten days of tshuva, it's easier to subdue the urge to do the wrong thing, and it's easier to motivate yourself to do the right thing, because. In addition to the value of the 10 days of tshuva that they have organically, we are also have something that we were given on Rosh Hashanah. We were given, first of all, the first step of subduing our negative urges. We have this skafi element of Rosh Hashanah. We also have this experiential, transformational quality that we experience Rosh Hashanah. And because of both the synergistic power of Rosh Hashanah, both in Eskafi and in Eshabcha, both in subduing the negative and in transformation and experience, it's easier now to make good decisions, to push ourselves to the right thing. Since there are seven days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, these seven days are, there's a, there's, a, there's a magic to the number. The reason why there are seven days is because we need seven days of the week. The Sunday of the ten days of Shuvah corrects all the Sundays of the last year, and so too the rest of the days of the week. And they, they pave the way for the future year, so that all the days of the year are, are days of tshuva. And not just days of tshuva, days of Rosh Hashanah. The goal is that when we experience Rosh Hashanah, should, should, as Hashanah, the word Rosh Hashanah means, the head of the year. So it's supposed to carry us throughout the year so that every day of the week is, is done um, with the same kind of feeling that we had during these 10 days of tshuva. So we need to really focus on doing the right thing during these days because Hashem especially empowers us. In the year that Rebbe gave this for Brengen, um, Rosh Hashanah ended on, uh, on Shabbos. How could that be? No, yeah. Rosh Hashanah was on Thursday, Friday, and then it was Shabbos immediately after Rosh Hashanah. So Shabbos is also associated with Shuvah, as the word Shabbos has the same letters as the word Shuvah. Shabbos in letters as Tashe, which means to return to Hashem. And the Shuvah of Shabbos is higher than the regular kind of Shuvah. Shuvah is Shabbos with joy, Shuvah Yilah, the high level of Shuvah. And Shuvah of Shabbos is done with joy. So this empowers the rest of the days of the week that the Shuvah should be done with joy. Um... The Alter says in Tanya that the higher level of tshuva is Torah. What that means is when you study Torah, you have to feel you're connecting to Hashem. The Alter says in Tanya that the Zohar says, Baruch 
When you study Torah, you're cleaving spirit to spirit. Your innermost thoughts are cleaving to Hashem's innermost thoughts. So it's, it's the highest level of tshuva where it's not just about focusing on what you've done wrong, but it's, you're turning to Hashem in a way, as Altaber writes there in Tanya, it's as if you brought your soul back to Hashem before you were born. Before you're born, Hashem's breath is what animates your soul. Hashem's breath, so to speak, leaves, so to speak, Hashem's mouth, so to speak, and it comes into your body. Hashem blows into your nostrils the spirit of life, as it says, Torah says about Adam. God blew into his nostrils the spirit of life. When you learn Torah with this feeling of, I want to return to Hashem, it's as if you become one with Hashem's breath as it is before he, spoke, as before, before he blew into your nostrils. That's what the study of Torah is. And so, that has to, so if we're doing Shuvah this week, therefore we have to increase in our Torah study and make an effort to work hard in our Torah study, both in the revealed parts of Torah and in Hasidus, so that this year becomes a year blessed, full of Torah mitzvahs. What does the Torah say? The Torah says that if you will work hard studying Torah, Hashem says, then I will give you rain in its season. It's not just rain, but the Torah continues. So the trees will produce fruit, and all the other blessings the Torah lists. By working hard studying Torah, brings lots of blessings. So, that's what it says in the written Torah and the oral Torah, details of many, many blessings that come through toiling in the study of Torah. And the main blessing, the greatest of all blessings, written there, in, that was quoting from Parshas Bechokosai, which begins with, um if, as Rashi says, if you'll toil in the study of Torah, I'll give you rain in its season. Torah continues then with the words, with, I will give you this blessing and that blessing, and it concludes the first section of that Torah portion with, I will lead you upright to your land, which is talking about the coming of Mashiach, may he come and redeem us speedily, Mamish. So that's the end of the first of talk in this Fabrengen of 1967, where that gives us pretty much marching orders for these seven days with Yerushanya and Kippur, and tells us that um, these days it's easier to, to do the right thing. It's easier to push ourselves away from doing the wrong thing. Someone once told the Rebbe, he wants to know the first step in serving Hashem. And Rebbe said the first step in serving Hashem, it's a good question, right? What's, what's step one? Step one in serving Hashem is to not to do what you want to do, and to do what you don't want to do. So he asked the Rebbe, well, am I up to that? The Rebbe said, every Jew is up to that. Okay. But here the Rebbe says, this is something especially relevant to these days, that these days are, are especially potent to be successful, because we are given this ability on Rosh Hashanah. And more than the uh, potency that we receive on um, Rosh Hashanah to uh, be able to achieve um, the right thing, more than that, there's, there's a potency that of, our, of our success during these days that blesses the entire year. And that's why there are seven days to Hashanah and Kippur, so that we're able to elevate each of the days of the year. And by elevating these days of the year um, and doing the right thing, especially by studying Torah, because Torah is, is when we bond with Hashem and in a wondrous way, that's the, that is an expression of tshuva where we're not just focusing on the negative and, getting, and, and rejecting the negative and the resolve to attack, uh, attack the way we're supposed to in the future. In Torah study, we are bonding with Hashem in a very deep way. That causes the whole year 
if we study Torah during these 10 days of Shuvah, that causes the whole year to have lots of blessings. As the Torah says, if you'll toil in the study of Torah, there'll be lots of blessings. That's the end of the first segment of the of Fabrenia. Any questions? No questions. Interesting analogy. Um, the baby has lungs for nine months in the womb. Yeah. Obviously not aware of them. And then you think about that first gasping breath that the child has when he emerges. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he's able to be aware absolute dynamic, sudden transformational um, occurrence because he goes from living off the life of the oxygen of his mother goes to the moon to his own to his own oxygen, own breathing yeah, there's no breathing at all you know, and in an instant you know, he's given that attention wow. to transform himself wow you know. wow, so that's what they were saying here Roshana is the day of we're in, been in the womb we've experienced something Hashem gave us both Hashanah is a day of tshuva, is a day of correcting the negative, and Hashanah is a day of beyond that. And you have all this potential in you. And I was brief. Yeah. That's why it's so hard. That's why, I was wondering why it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. I was feeling everything. It's easier. I was feeling like not so easy, but but that's the answer. Well, I mean, the answer is because it's a whole different experience. You have to start breathing. You have to, start, you have yeah, to do it. Your... Wow. There was um, a war between the Russians and the French, and um, there was a unique um, uh, thing that was done in the history of war, um, where it used to be that the, it's like you see in the old war movies, that they have like three flanks, and they and they're like, it looks like they're even taking turns. You shoot, now you shoot. Like, like, you don't see like, like, like the, the intensity of battle. Um, it's, it's, uh, but um, um, the uh, unique thing that happened then was instead of the three flanks of the army like positioned against the other three flanks of the enemy as if they're like, like, like oh, let's, let's do this together. Let's fight together. Let's fight war together. Um, what they managed to do was they managed to get all three flanks of one country Surround one flank of the enemy. So, the Alterba pointed out that this phenomenon is something that's very relevant in the service fashion. That when we to overcome something, we shouldn't just resort to one specific thing to use to overcome something that's, that, that, that's bothering us. We should add in all three areas three areas of Torah, prayer, and kindness. So, connect to Hashem in all three areas to. to um, to uh, bring us above all the negative stuff, like it says that um, um, a little bit of light pushes away a lot of darkness. And the Alter does say in Tanya that when you subdue the negative, it, it does get easier. Alter says that it won't come at tzaddik, but when you when you overcome the negative feelings little by little, the Abisha gives you tremendous strength. It says in Tanya when you when you don't want to do what you something that, that doesn't belong in your life. Although it's hard, the Alter says that you're granted from heaven so you are Rav Atzim, tremendous strength assistance from Hashem. So there's something that you're given more, and it's there maybe not, you know, we don't notice it, as Dr. Bresson was saying before, about you know, the baby like breathing on its own. Sometimes we don't notice the assistance because we're, but, um, 
but there's tremendous assistance. And, and there's a famous story of the uh, people of Premishlan. People of Premishlan um, noticed that a mayor of Premishlan would go up this icy hill every day to go to mikveh. And they always wondered, how does he do it? And some people said, well, he's a tzaddik. He could walk up the hill, it's icy hill, no one else could do it, but, you know, he's a tzaddik. Other people said, we could do it too. And they tried, and they hurt themselves badly. And one of them had the temerity to ask the mayor, tell me, what's your secret? How do you do it? So the mayor said, when you connect it above, you don't fall below. Mayor is connected above, and therefore doesn't fall below, even on icy hill. So by adding in Torah and prayer and kindness, all these things connect us to Hashem more, that each of them, not, not, not to just to add as much as we can, all these areas, you, you, that, 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 that one mitzvah leads to another mitzvah. So it, it, it gives us strength. All, all the things we add in, you know, it's, all the things we do, it, it gives us strength. Shouldn't just focus on one, but add as much as we can. Machayim.